You don't have the game you played last year or last week. You only have today's game. It may be far from your best, but that's all you've got. Harden your heart and make the best of it. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the Bomb Squad podcast hosted by Jerry Lou and Matt Smitty-Smith. This is the PGA Championship extravaganza. Smitty, how them blisters? Actually, they're not bad. The, the blisters are all gone. Oh, you look um, great. Your palms look amazing. <laughs> yeah, my, my grip right now is, is pretty unreal. If only I could uh, go play golf. Still can't. That's, actually, that's for, for political reasons, you can't play golf, though. Yeah, not for physical, not for physical, I, so. I got to admit, we didn't talk about this in the pre-show runner, and we love to keep things non-political here, but uh, in our area around here, certain businesses are straight up just, like, lifting the mask rule, because, like, they can now, or whatever, they're not checking to see if people are vaccinated, and, I mean, it's it's kind of neat, like, I went to the hardware store today, had my mask on, and everyone was looking at me funny, it's kind of, it, it's, it, we're, we're getting back to normal, <laughs> I, I, of us. I can't wait for that day, um. In, in our environment right now so outdoor activities like outdoor um, structured activities right like uh, tennis and, and whatever um, it's now June 3rd right now is the hopeful lifting of any restrictions on that but um, yeah they did announce today that anybody age 18 or older can now book for their vaccine appointment so that's good news that's that's good encouraging news well Godspeed that's a start and bless you and hopefully <clears throat> I can take up the next hour and a half to two hours of your time, maybe. Sorry, folks. We are going to have a little bit longer of an episode because this is the PGA Championship preview. This is what some think is the redheaded red bibbit take two. This is the redheaded stepchild of the majors, according to some. To me, the British Open is, but that's just because I'm American. Sorry. Sorry. I, I got my orders. It's hard to rank them in the way I do, but I put the What's British, the British Open. Open. Are you talking about the Open Championship? The Open Championship, excuse me. I, I don't gotcha. say British be crass, and I know you're making a joke, but at the same time, I, I, I do respect the hell out of the Open Championship, and it's not because I work in a Lynx environment. I just prefer, well, you know me, Smitty. I like the U.S. Open, National Open, but I also, I'm a little bit of an American, but I also like a, a tough test of golf. Um, I like the prestige of Augusta. I like the fact, I like what the PGA Championship represents just in terms of like, it is a major, it is for the Professional Golf Association as opposed to like the USGA or the or, or other entities, so to speak. And, uh, and yeah, sorry, Open Championship. I mean, you're, you're good, but uh, you've been around. So this one is going to be all about the PGA Championship, which used to be the fourth major. Now it has shoehorned its way right into the middle there and the Players Championship can go, uh, you know, put an egg in their shoe and beat it. I mean, uh, yeah, it used to be known as Glory's Last Shot, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, trademark. Absolutely. That'd be a hashtag. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 103rd PGA Championship being played at Kiowa, the ocean course in beautiful South Carolina, as I just learned, is not in Georgia. I am, uh, and it's not even Sea Island. Uh, <laughs> Ron Reed just uh, uh, commented on my tweet that said, uh, I, can't, I, I, don't, I can't believe who I picked to win the Masters, even I can't believe it. He said Dustin Johnson. If he, if he acts like he knows me, Ron, I know you don't listen to the show, but Ron Reed was the honorary starter at uh, Pebble Beach for all the U.S. Opens, and he's written some books and everything. He's a really cool cat. He's the guy, Smitty, you always see walking on Pebble Beach, walking his dog. Like, he always takes those videos of, like, he used to have, like, that big fluffy mountain dog, and then she passed away. Now he's got, like, a little husky. But he's always golfing at Pebble. He's always walking the course, like, shitting and pissing the dog every morning and night. He's always taking videos of his dog just, like, out on 18 at Pebble, like, twice a day. What a life. But, uh... If Ron, if you know me, you know the obvious would be Dustin Johnson. And it did cross my mind. 
I'm not going to admit, but we're going to save that for the very end of the show because ultimately we probably, Smitty, we might not even get to all our Twitter stuff. We can get a couple of them in there, but ultimately I wanted us, and I'm going to kind of maybe pick up the ball for the first half of this episode because I wanted to ask Smitty some questions about like what he feels about the PGA Championship, what it means to him. We'll talk about some histories. Uh, I'll, I'll give my reflections as well. And then we'll uh, talk a little bit about the course because, you know, some things have happened at Kiowa that have been kind of historical, uh, a couple more than others. And then we'll uh, we'll spend the second half of the show talking about what we expect from this, the 103rd PGA Championship. But all right, after this message from Gorse Golf, Bomb Squad Pod, all one word, code word, gets 10% off at gorsegolf.com. Great head covers, they're already cheap. Now back to our show. Anyway, Smitty, uh, the quote was obviously from the great uh, Walter Hagen. Uh, as you know, he's on, he's permanently on my Mount Rushmore of golf, not just for his golf resume, because if you count his uh, amateur victories, his amateur championships, he would be right behind Jack Nicholas at 18. Or, well, Jack would also have 21, excuse me, but he would like surpass, you know what I'm saying. But uh, the reason why I bring up Walter Hagen again in this regard is I believe, and I wish I was a little better at this, Smitty, but isn't it when the PGA Championship like switched to match play format? That's when he won like five out of the first six that were ever played or something like that. I mean, Walter Hagen went on a tear of winning about four PGA Championships in a row, at least in the mid 1920s. Yeah, so the PGA kicked off just before, well, during um, World War One, right? So the first event was 1916. Which, it wasn't, um, which America wasn't involved until 1917. But yes, the entire world was already embroiled for a year and a half, two years at that point. Yeah. So Walter Hagen first won his, his third major, his first PGA in the fourth edition. Um, and then Gene Sayers in the next two. And then Walter Hagen won the next four in succession. So yeah, right. definitely, definitely a, uh, a tear like we haven't seen in, in one particular major for sure. The, H- the Hagen, the Squire, two amazing golfers. I mean, nobody talks about Gene Sarazen enough. I mean, he's kind of like Gary Player's like a Gene Sarazen light, but I mean, nobody really talks about Gary. You know what we talk about Gary Player now, honestly? The fact that he's alive and saying bad things. We don't talk about his golf resume whatsoever. <laughs> I, I will take that back because Peter Thompson won like five out of like seven British, oh, sorry, Open yeah, Championships. But, yeah, but dog, he's like he's like Voldemort in golf. Like he's the name that's not allowed to be said, right? Like he was, or who, who am I thinking? No, that's, that's, that's Bobby Locke. You're thinking Bobby. Was he the guy who was so good at putting that after a couple of years into his professional career? The, P- just- the PGA tour banned him. Okay. I I'm sorry, Thompson and Locke. I always get those two confused as like the same guy every time. So I apologize. Thompson. To Fair, enough. Poor, Fair enough. Poor, poor Bobby Locke. I mean, he was just like a bigger version of Mo Norman, essentially. I mean, if you think about it, like a guy who's just so good, it just, they made it not work out for him. I mean, Mo's different has different reasons, but they still didn't help Mo at all whatsoever. They didn't. No. It's a, it's a goddamn shame. If Mo Norman was alive right now, he might be the greatest like active tour player. Like in terms of like how this culture would cater to people who like not saying he had needs, but he was different. I mean, I have lots of friends who act like Mo Norman. I know what their condition is and and they're totally normal people. Imagine what his stroke to gain T to green would be. Oh, you should (laughs) make a note right after the show. Tweet that shit because that is a conversation (laughs) worth having that nobody's ever brought up. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to text Justin Ray, uh, big strokes gain guy, and be like, hey, you know, you know what I'm saying? Figure, try to try to figure that out. You have Justin's number. I mean, you said text him. Sorry, I meant tweet. Oh, yeah. See, I, I know you're still learning Twitter. I mean, we're, we're still trying to teach you your phone, too. I mean, we got the movie references, well, but you're, my, you're, my, like, you're my like a t- bunch of I heard. You some get away sometimes. I got to bring my, it back. My, yeah, that's a good point. My typewriter, it froze last week. <laughs> I had to put some more oil on it. 
that was a good. I don't know why that made me laugh so much. <laughs> Nor do I. It was a bad joke. Uh, oh well, hey, frig off, buddy. Uh, <clears throat> so, I want to ask you, Smitty. You, I mean, you could give us a brief little shakedown of your ranking of the majors, real quick, or you could just tell us where does the PGA Championship fit in for you? Like, how do you even rank the players ahead of it? How serious do you take the PGA Championship? Because I almost treat it like how people treat the players. I love shitting on the players, but then the week of the players, I'm like, this might be my favorite week of golf. I don't know. I mean, I got no problem with the PGA Championship. I'm just happy to see a major. What about you? Yeah, I'm happy to see a major. I I preferred it in its fourth, you know, fourth in the order um, spot in the calendar. I just think it, it's been a few years now. Um, is this what? It's third? There's Beth Page last year. Oh, no, last year because of COVID, right? It was in the fall. Um but we had the the one at Beth Page, and now this one. This year, especially with the pandemic and all these big events, it just kind of seems crammed in. It, it feels like, you know, we just got off the Masters, and there's a big high there, and we're used yeah, to that we'll, lull. We'll get used to this though too, because honestly, I'm sick of the Byron Nelsons. Which man, oh my god, I, I was just looking at the leaderboard for that. We should do a separate episode just covering like the scoring disparities in that tournament. Like I didn't watch any of it. Start looking at the round by rounds for everybody. Everyone's got a story to tell. Yeah, um, but but the PGA to me, it, it, it's definitely fourth in line. I think you, when you look back at its at, at its list of winners, it, it doesn't scream, "Hey, these are the creme de la creme." If anything, like Glory's last shot, it should have been Glory's last shot for first time major winners because there's like a few guys on that list that are like, "Okay, they won a major, they're like good for you, pat on the back" kind of thing. And, and I know the Open Championship, there's just much more variability because of the type of course and the weather and, and how the draws can be impacted. But yeah, to me, the PGA, it just, it doesn't, it's a major, I don't consider the players a major, but at the end of the day, it, I think it's definitely the weakest of the four. I, there's, in terms of like the estimation overall from fans and golfers alike, I will not disagree with you in that it probably is and should be ranked fourth in my heart. It's ranked third just be, and, and I think a tiny part of that is because as you saw me bitching at the USGA on Twitter about how they messed up the pars at my golf course, like I even had a, had a phone call with our superintendent this morning because I'm running that golf course. And he said like, we are not changing our pars. We are not changing the signage, the scorecards. And, and I'm just like, well, we need to get a Raider to come out here and put a gun to their head or something be like fix it or, or, or just rip up your old paper. Cause we don't even know who brought the Raider out there. But anyways, I feel like there is an organization out there that I, or a few that I still want to like revere or not necessarily adhere to. And there's something about the PGA, just professional golfers. Cause I was almost one of them like full blown. And my wife, she's a member of the PGA, even though she's not in the industry and she still maintains. And we like, honestly, when we take our golf vacations, as y'all have heard me say time and time again, we don't pay for golf. We email the right people. We're friendly to the other right people. And next thing you know, because she's part of the PGA, we don't have to pay golf 99% of where we play. I and the the towel I carry on my bag, Smitty, is a blue club glove towel with the PGA logo on it that she got from the headquarters in Florida. And you know what? I just I have a respect for the Professional Golf Association or the Professional Golfers Association, however you want to like semantically break it down for what it is. Now, now given that this tournament is a major, I go along with that sentence. I'm one of those guys where I'm like, okay, because it is has been, it shall be. If the players becomes a fifth major, it'll take some getting used to. But so long as it's written in stone somewhere. So it is. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. Or even if the players in the PJ Championship switch and like the players becomes the fourth major. I mean, that's that's not even a hot take or an idea. I'm just throwing bullshit against the wall, just like conversationally speaking. But I, uh, I got, I got. Okay, so you 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 didn't jump the shark, but let's start talking about some prior winners here because 
there are some recent winners in the past 10 years where some of them were like, yeah, you're Jimmy Walker, who I love. But then you got like Jason freaking day. Like to me, the most underachieved and, and I've said this before, I've been on the record saying he's the scariest golfer that hasn't really ever beaten anybody ever. Like anytime he's over the ball, like in the masters and contention on like a Sunday, I'm like, shit, Jason day could do anything with a six iron from anywhere. He just can't uh, uh, Duffner. Like, I hate to say it, he was kind of eh, pretty solid and above average. Couldn't get hit it out of his shadow. Thank God he dropped Titleist. But when, after he won his PGA and got divorced or whatever from his hot wife, what happened? I mean, it, it's it, there is no curse to it because at the same time, I could say Tom Kite, his one major, U.S. Open. Jim Furyk, his one major, U.S. Open. Until DJ won the Masters, his one major, U.S. Open. And every major can have the one time. Ben Curtis, Open Championship, one-time winner. Like, every major has their different little quirky whatevers. But I think the PGA Championship has... It's an easy to ignore list, but there's are some outliers on there. Are there any names that pop out to you that you like you want to discuss in terms of like, whoa, look at this or look at that? Because Greg Norman almost had two PGA championships and said he has zero. Yeah, you, you can go at it a lot of different ways. And I, I'm, I kind of want to look at like 1980 to like 2000 before Tiger, right? See, and I was going to the century, but yes, let's extend it 24 years. Go ahead. Or, or even like, let's go with 1970. So I'm looking at, at some names here. Don Mahaffey. Sorry, John Mahaffey. Look, I can't even get the guy's name right. Exactly. Um, now, I'm going to list off some well-known American golfers here, but none of them screamed. Like Daniel Lafferty? <laughs> uh, Lafferty Daniel. Well, it's common. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Hal Sutton. Bob Tway. Jeff Sluman. This is my all... This is one of my favorites because I didn't even know this guy had a major championship. Wayne Grady. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yep. He also he's also he's a nice fellow who has a talk show in the morning. He's, uh, that black guy around a lot. Oh wait a second. No, no, that's Wayne Brady. No, that's Tom Brady. Oh, I could do, I could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got you got Rich Beam. You got Sean McKeel. You got Hell Mark yeah, you got Brooks, Rich Beam. right? Like. I'm, I'm just saying, like, these guys don't scream to me like championship pedigree. And maybe it has something to do with, like, is it 20 club professionals that get in, like PGA club professionals? I, I'm not exactly sure what the number is, 15 maybe. Um, but I like it's more, it, but I'm with you. But somehow, yeah, like, it, it just doesn't scream to me. It, and statistically, it usually is the strongest field in golf, only because you've got the Masters, which is um, reduced field. You the have most the U.S. Yeah. You have U.S. Open, which is open to qualifying, right? So it's basically like a one-and-done qualifying. And same with the Open Championship. Um, so it statistically usually has the strongest field, but for some reason it, it just doesn't scream to me. Like I don't know what the average world ranking of winners is historically or anything like that. Like I have no data to base this on, but I just feel like – and maybe it's like the golf courses that it visits too, right? It's not the creme de la creme golf courses I, am i saying that they they host this thing at at lower tier golf courses no these are all top tier golf courses but it just at the same time it, it doesn't have that rich history of these golf courses that it goes to a lot of the courses are newer designs a lot of these courses um aren't really you know a, a championship venue for the fourth or fifth time um keo was getting a little bit different now right this will be mm -hmm. the third major at or major event held there and I'm surprised, honestly. I mean, given that, like, Kiowa to me, and we can we can weave in and out of this a little bit, Kiowa to me stands out in my mind for the 1991 Ryder Cup, like the war by mm -hmm. the shore. 
Because I mean, regardless of whose side you're on, well, I'm sure if you're international side, you wouldn't have appreciated as much or like, but I mean, I just like a good America usually loses in the Ryder Cup, but I mean, I like us to lose close, at least make it a show as opposed to like just getting our asses handed to us like uh, by 10 a.m. on Sunday morning or something like that. I mean, whatever. But that was a very, very, um, who was it? it was Hale Irwin and Bernard Longer went down to like the very final, uh, like it turns out that it went down to that match. They didn't think yes. it would final final or Bernard had like what 10 footer that he three jacked, like he hit it like three feet short and then like hit that one like short or something. I mean, I, I, I forget the actual you know happenstance of it, but he had made like a couple of, of like a six footer and eight footer to stay in that match, like the two holes prior, and then he ended up missing like a four footer on the last hole, something like that. Well, but I remember but, the setup before that seemed to me it was like a 20, 10 to 20 footer, something like that, and he just left it ridiculously short, like short enough for just like, uh uh, you got to slide some silver behind that, you're like four or five feet away, and then he just like yanked that one. I mean, yeah, it could have been, but, but yeah, just, just to polish that off, you know, the PGA Championship, it, yeah, the winners just don't scream, you know, eh, you know, you're the best of the best. Um, the golf courses have never really, like, I don't know if it's production value or what, but maybe they just don't put as much effort into, you know, talking up the golf course as much as, you know, we have our U.S. Open golf courses, you've got your British Open golf courses, and you obviously have Augusta National, so you got three hard characters to follow but yeah well, it just who's it to, just who's, who, well who's to say though that like i'm not saying we have one major where it's at an easier venue but I'm, I'm totally on board with everything you're saying but i'm not even thinking that's like necessarily a hot or a bad take per se it's just kind of it is what it is maybe that's the definition of what this tournament is as a major it just is what it is i I don't have much to like back my argument up and say like, now, whoa, no, they still soup it up just as good. And they put it in like, 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 like the purse is almost just as big, if not as big. And like the yardages are just as big and blah, blah, blah. So I, in the end, I see no difference, except you don't see the PGA championship at Torrey or Pebble or, or certain courses, but you, I mean, I would prefer, I wouldn't mind it if I saw that. I certainly wouldn't. But we we never talk about the 85 PGA at Pebble because that just didn't happen. Like you had the 72, 82, 92, 2000. And then I lost track of all the U.S. Opens that were at Pebble because that's the thing there. But I mean, it's America's always tried to get the U.S. Open rotunda going or or, or like a roto going for that, like certain seven or eight courses like the Open Championship does. Fine. You want to do that. Let's send the rest then to the PGA Championship because players ain't going to get off the sawgrass and you can't have a major at one course. Augusta barely gets away with that. If it wasn't for Bobby Jones, they would, that would not fly two feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh Oh, somebody uh, on Twitter actually just picked my pick, but uh, which we're going to get into later, which is one of the talking points. You actually mentioned that text you sent me, but um, I mean, it's, to, to, to put a cap on the course or the history or blah, 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 like the, uh, like past winners or whatever. I mean, it just seems to me that like, well, I mean, Tiger and Jack needed that tournament and they won it several times. We don't seem to really mention that or they don't poo-poo that. I mean, hell, I remember back when they, first of all, it's a big ass trophy. I, that's, that's why I like the U S open trophy so much. It's like medium size, right. in between the Claret jug and the Wanamaker, that thing where, and then like when they have the guys come out where they're wearing like the, they like they have a little wipies. So like they're holding it with a couple cocktail napkins when they're holding it up. That looks cool, but I get it. But um, I mean, it's a, it's a badass trophy, but I mean, I don't know. It's it, there, there, there's, there's, there's just, it, it's, it's like wonderfully average, but it's still a major. So you don't want to say it's average. You don't want to assign it all these things that we're trying to say. I, personally, I look at it like, well, who cares? Let's like, let's have a shootout. And for some reason I had to kick around in my head. You remember back in 2001, you know, the one guy who almost derailed the tiger slam 
It was at Valhalla, the PGA Championship. Oh, Bob, Bob May. Bob May. Who I don't know. It's not like it was Rich Bean month when he won the international and then beat Tiger in the PGA Championship. Not head to head, but almost. I mean, but all Bob May, like Mr. Nobody, just showed up and was like essentially winning the tournament. And Tiger like started chasing in putts. Like when he chased in that first putt of, on the the first playoff or whatever. The playoff. Bob, Bob said to his caddy, he even said like, "Is he running after the ball? God damn!" I mean, that was peak Tiger right there in terms of like you cannot beat this man. Like it was right when mm-hmm. he showed up, but after we look at his body of work. That was probably when Tiger's meter was at its fastest. It really, really was. I mean, Absolutely. chasing in his goddamn putts. What if that didn't go in? That We would have been looking at that video in a different gift eyeball way differently. There'd be no Tiger slam. Well, and, well, and that's, well, well, that was the first playoff hole. Who's to say? I mean, I hate to say it. Every single Open Championship playoff. And Wait, was that 99 or 2000, though? That was 2000. 99 was yeah. when Tiger beat Sergio. That, for, that was uh, Medina, I, yeah. Yeah, when, when Sergio did the scissor kick, what, that was at a uh, Hazel team. That was Medina. Medina, way different. So, um, yeah, I, I seem to remember PGA Championships used to be played on venues at U.S. Opens. Like, it, it all just seemed just the same to me. For some reason, back in the 20th century when I was growing up, all the majors were the same to me, except the Masters. And, and that was kind of it. Now we all have different opinions and whatnot. So, anything else you want to talk about when it comes to the past? No, let's 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 look to towards the future. Let's look towards the future. Absolutely. Oh, so real quick, uh, this is something towards the future. This is coming from the caddy on the show. This is a new thing, first time ever at a major championship. They're using yardage finders. Smitty, how does that grab you? I I don't know what to think, just because I don't know how many pros are actually going to use it. There are a lot of pros that came out and said. It's not going to speed up play. We're still going to use the yardage books. But I kind of call bullshit on that. Apparently yesterday, so get this too, like Tony Finau was asked about it and the look on his face and his reaction was like, oh, really? We're allowed to? Like he didn't even know. So I don't know how much thought the pros have put into this. I know a lot of their you know preparation is still going to go by the yardage book just because they write so many detailed notes in there. But I think having an exact to the flag is is so important like the the lasers go down to decimal points so knowing to the decimal point exactly how far you you are away from your target or your end goal sometimes your target isn't right at the hole is a huge advantage and should take a lot of guessing out of it no Uh, what are your thoughts well ultimately because i am a caddy at a resort and no matter how good we get, I, I do memorize yardages and lines or whatever, but it's still nice to carry a gun on you. It's, as I always tell other caddies or shadows, it's like, come armed. You know I mean? I'll oftentimes, with the exception of Sheep Ranch, I'll wear my golf watch just because I don't have a line of sight. And sometimes I just want to know the number of the front edge of the green. And then I can just tell the guy what to do from there or girl. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like, I mean, this, this does seem, I didn't even think about it, how you said um, pace of play. This is probably something that to address pace of play. <clears throat> if anything, I don't see the pros implementing it much. If they do, well, wouldn't that increase pace of play? Because technically you're you're doing all your work and then you're adding something new in because it's not like you're just going to start gutting everything by itself anyways. These guys mm-hmm. aren't used to it. I just look at it like this is like us putting like the pitch clock in baseball where it's just kind of like, yeah, we should have had one of these. Are we going to notice the difference in five minutes to two years? No. I mean, it, I think I, if know, anything, I, it's going to look very weird. Jennifer was the one who brought this up to me, and that's why I'm bringing it up to you. And uh, and I kind of gave her the Tony female treatment, which is like, hey, they can use their trainers finders first time in this major. And I was just kind of like, oh, really? All right. Just like, I just, and I'm a guy who uses the urge finder 10 hours a day every day. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. my jam. So, 
And yeah, I, I just think it's going to look weird. It's going to look different. And it'll. I hope they have some great conversations around it, um, like as in having the microphones there and, and having some great caddy conversations on air. But I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens and, and, and what the after effects are. But to be honest, it, it's kind of a it's a it's a sub tier, you know, news headline this week. So two things. I know for a fact in the practice round, they use them. So they're already taking their notes. Oh, absolutely. And stuff like that. So, I mean, it's already natural to them. It's, it, 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 we're not even going to notice. I mean, that's, I, I just wanted to bring it up just because it's something to talk about. But number two, what type of like, like I'm starting to envision a very cartoonish sense. Like is Bryson going to have like a sextant out there or like, is he going to like pull out like a, like a, a telescope or something like to like look up at the stars or something. Cause now that he can use like, you know, like a, a visual aids, like he'll be out there, like uh, hit, like he'll he'll just post up at like uh, at like some observatory or something when he went in practice and put a hitting bay there, and then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm surprised he doesn't employ like a guy in a inflatable wavy arm suit to see exactly which way the wind is going at any given time. <laughs> like the the, the 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 used car lot, like the the yeah, the, the, just the just some just some guy with like a massive flag or like. I don't know, something just to, yeah, hey, that guy, is, he's a piece of work. Oh, I I'm love just... him. And, uh, and no, sorry, folks, in case you're wondering, like I said, I made my pick for the Masters, and even I can't believe who it is. Here's a little spoiler. It's not Bryson. Which means, Smitty, as I was trying to tell you before the show, if we want Bryson to win the major, I can't pick him. Because he, he loses the ones I pick him for, and he wins the ones I say he can't win. So, I'm not That's saying fair. Him, but That's fair. So, um... Who, one of the things that you texted me, I want to get, well, actually here, let's pop onto Twitter real quick. Uh, Cause we did get a couple questions. I did tweet out BJ championship preview, get your preview, major preview questions in so we can be uh, discussing the show bombs away. We got, uh, let's see, let's do this one here from our regular friend, Matt Drury. You can find him on Twitter at Matt Drury five, five, nine. He's a San Diego boy, Padres fan. Great guy. Uh, been to band of dunes many times. Uh, he and I need to hook up and I got to work for him for once. You know, we're all busy, but whatever he said, uh, <laughs> Matt Drury said, I don't know, maybe we should, uh, actually, you know what? We'll save Matt's for later. Cause it's, it's a little more apt to like us picking the winner. Uh, this one's really good. I didn't really exactly know how to answer this one. Hopefully you had some nuggets to help me out here, but Alex, uh, Alex, he does a podcast called the course of life. I appeared on it a few years ago. Great guys. Uh, we talk football, we talk sports betting and golf and stuff. You can find him at Course of Life One on Twitter, and he said, "Teach us the ways of ocean course winds." Now, Smitty, I can only vouch for Bandon, Oregon, and unless they're, we're in the middle of a, sh- a storm shifting, the wind goes one of two directions: it comes out of the south or it comes out of the north. Depending on what month you're there, I can give you a pretty good assumption of what the direction it's going to be, but that's about it. The western uh, coast of America is very linear, very up and down. That's why they call the Bay Area the Bay Area, because there's only a couple inlets. Everything else is just very right there. So, Smitty, do you know anything about, like, the winds of Kiowa? Like, do you happen to know off the top of your head, per se, like, is it a windy course? Or, if you can't don't know how to answer that question per se, like, do you happen to know, <laughs> this is a terrible question to ask you right now, but is there, like, an average wind speed there that you're aware of, like, where it's just like, oh, it's always a one-club win for golfers? I mean, I, it's, I'm, I'm having trouble trying to remember watching golf be played there. That's why I'm excited to see the course. I mean, I, I, Kia was one of the top three courses I always play on a video game because I'm like, I never see this on TV enough. I love this course. So uh, what do you know about the winds there at Kiowa? 
Um, I don't know much about wind directions. Um, you know, this is obviously an extremely exposed golf course to the elements. It is essentially right on the ocean. And usually the wind blows off the ocean, I believe. So we'd be looking at a lot of crosswinds as this course goes up and down the coastline, kind of that, that traditional out and back kind of link setup. Um, that being said, do I know a lot about the course conditions and how it usually plays? No. Do I know what the course conditions look like right now? Yep. It looks like it's going to be firm. Um, it's going to be rolling. It's going to play extremely well. It's going to play long on paper at 7,800 and change, which is astronomical. But uh, do I know exactly how that's going to work this week? No. Do I think that there's going to be a certain type of player that would play well there considering windy conditions? Yes. And I think I'll get more into that with Ooh, teaser teaser. But um, to go back to the question was like, what is your advice in playing in the wind? More or less. Oh, well, is that the question? Well, it was, Alex was saying like, teach us the ways of the ocean winds. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, Alex, I've really, I lived in Maryland. That doesn't count. It was on the coast uh, in Maryland, so to speak. And when I was 10 years old, I spent a week in North Carolina on the Outer Banks. But other than that, I couldn't even tell you what the wind direction is predominantly or seasonally or how the Gulf Stream works down there. But I'm really sorry. I went for this way. I did hear something from a <clears throat> this chiropractor from Florida named Rennie I just caddied for. Oh, which, by the way, I want to address this real quick. We got a handful of more new listeners to the show because, Smitty, I'm just telling guys left and right, and other people are telling people, it's like, yeah, Jerry does a podcast. I do a podcast, whatever. It's like, yeah, fucking, I just write on a scorecard. I'm like, here's the name. Tune in. Uh, just got done caddying for some great guys. Uh, Steve, happy birthday again. I don't know when you'll be listening to this. Your birthday was yesterday. We're recording on a Tuesday. Worked with these guys one day. They love me. They're begging to have me back, but here I am working with you instead, Smitty, so, you know, you're welcome. Play your favorites. Play your favorites. Ha! <laughs> you're a nice guy um anyways uh we got a lot of great new listeners i'm sorry if i can't catch all the names all the time what this guy he's not a listener but his name's rennie chiropractor from florida he came up with a bunch of these cats from cincinnati who are great slice of americana like you, you want to talk about like cincinnati is an interesting city where it's like wow it's like you can tell like if you're living on the north side of the city you sound like a northerner if you're on the south side it's like you sound like a southerner like every little corner of the city is like yeah that's what's closest to demographically of other stuff it's very weird but um he was the lone wolf and he, and uh rennie told me he said uh and i can't believe i never thought of this this probably isn't accurate but he said uh if you can uh feel the wind but you can't hear it it's one club if you can hear the wind it's two clubs or more and i'm just kind of like i never thought of that but the more i thought about that i'm like well, i guess no shit i mean it's just whatever so i don't know what the average wind speed is there I, I, that would be a piece of advice i'd give to you alex or to the golfers i don't know <laughs> I forget, I forget the actual saying and I forget where it came from, but, and this was backed by, by some data at the time. And this would have been like late 2000, so like 2008, 2009 ish. And it was, there's no such thing as a two club win. It's only one or three, because if it's blowing harder than one, you don't take one extra, you take two extra on top. So one or three. And I've always lived by that. So that's a quote from somewhere. I mean, pardon me. For being like, like, like not, not quote? published, but I, I, if I remember correctly, well, I heard like a it from quote or something, right? Yeah. Kind of like that, but from a, a very top tier golf instructor that based Motor- out of, no. That no. sounds like something like, like a good, like, like range session on YouTube video would be, or but whatever. this was, 
but this was before like uh track man and that where you could actually like go okay under normal conditions this is how far it goes and this is what it did so I'd take it for a grain of salt but i, I in my head it makes sense i think you're 100 onto something because the past week i've been really well i tell golfers this all the time i say uh just because it's two clubs win in your face doesn't mean it's, or three clubs. I use this example. I'm like three clubs win in your face is not three clubs win down. That mm-hmm. is not how physics works. That's not how the ball spins with and against the wind. That's correct. So that being said, I've actually been doing this lately. Like typically I've been like clubbing people up, like just usually if the wind's in our face and it's normal, it's plus 20 yards. I've been adding like 25, 30 now. I've been mm-hmm. genuinely doing the whole, like it's a light breeze or it's on. Like I don't do very funny you mention that i don't club people two clubs up anymore i'm literally going like plus 25 or playing the number or less that's really so what the, i've been doing and this was a big perk that i got out of arco so far so me and my buddy both got it we're using it this year and he's got i want to say about five or six rounds already pre-shutdown um of data and he was looking at his stats and said i come up short 50 percent of the time so just take <laughs> So just it, during normal, right? Like golfers always think they hit it farther. They always undercut yeah. themselves. So give give yourself at least that opportunity to get to the hole. That's why I'm, I'm, I, like, I like it when I start to play better. I hit my hands further, but I don't think about it. Like I keep my numbers pretty much the same in my head where it's just like, I, I could probably hit my eight iron 160, but it's like, no, that's my 150, 155 club. It, it, mm, it's, and, it doesn't matter how and, strong or good I get. It's not going to, I'm not going to adjust my numbers or I won't not very slowly if, if that happens yeah for sure no good question so anyways uh what so um i want to ask you something oh we got a couple more people here talking talking here talking there um ooh, good dark horse pick kit man i'm talking to kit man fringe podcast uh privately because i told him i said i'll show you mine if i show you yours and i just told him outright my number one pick to win and uh he, he sent me a well hey, you know what screw it i'll just read what he said because this is a, this is a bit of a scree he said, uh, I, I said, I'll show you mine if, if you show me yours. And he said, I, I assume you mean the PGA. <laughs> and he said, I'm leaning towards Berger, which, which is a great dark horse. If I were to pick like a, like a first-time winner, that's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. But probably won't make my bets until tomorrow afternoon. Sorry, Kit. I know you don't listen to my show and people don't listen to the show to hear your picks, but you are a good picker. And this isn't like this is too public domain. You know what? We should bring you on the show as a fantasy expert because we need to get into fantasy golf. But uh, he says um, – won't make my bets till tomorrow afternoon. Spieth is on the list. So is Morikawa. Throw a few bucks at Rory, but outright winner is still undecided. He's waiting for the closest forecast possible. He's a good, I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure I know it either kids really good at fantasy or I know who he listens to for fantasy. He was pretty good. So one way or another, mm-hmm. it knows what he's talking about. He dropped some good names there. What I wanted to ask you, he texted me was, um, want to talk about some players who are uh, coming into form or who are in form right now. Uh, do you have a short list in, in your, because I've been that dope who hasn't watched much TV golf in the past month. I've been insanely busy. Uh, don't know if I told you Smitty, the, uh, I was number two at my club and the number one guy, uh, he resigned recently. Yeah. Oy. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're the guy now on one hand, I, I'm not supposed to discuss too much publicly, but I'm allowed to say that where it's just like, Oh yeah, I'm technically running the show there. And it is not it, ever since Thursday. And it has not been fun on top of my already busy schedule of me just doing my thing, not saying I'm inundated with other shit. It's like, I like to focus on 10 hours of work a day, making hundreds of dollars. I made 800 bucks the other day, Smitty. I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. it was worth it. And my buddy next to me made a thousand dollars. I mean, we're, we're rolling dough over here, not bragging everybody. I'm just saying we need caddies, by the way, get down to Bandon Dunes. We don't have any women. We don't have anywhere that you can live, but if you can get through those two things, it's worth it. <laughs> so, um, 
Sorry, what were we talking about? I, I already have blister problems here, Jerry. Come on, You're taking away the women—that's not good for that, is it? Well, you're 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 grown ass mature adult. So um, so let, let's just get back to the root of it. Do you have? I've been busy not watching golf. Do you? Who's in form right now, please? Who's in form? So well, while I, yeah. uh, well, I, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, Smitty's dry, and y'all bitch at my. Uh, well, not y'all, just mostly Ty bitches at my. Um, and he doesn't really bitch, but I'm going to say he does. My uh, my poor drinking habits are like uh, cheap stuff. So I did step it up, and look, it's almost gone. But this is Oban 14 single malt uh, scotch. Very so nice. uh, go ahead. Well, so looking at the world ranking, you know, we're going down the list, and we're, you know, guys that are currently in form. So you've got, you know, Justin Thomas coming off of uh, the Players' Championships. So he's had a recent run of form. He's, he's kind of struggled on the greens a lot lately, so it would be interesting what comes of that. Yeah, but we just, what did we just say about our latest Augusta National Champion? Of, uh, Fair Tories? enough. Fair Something enough. Thing bad putter just won the green jacket. And also, VJ Singh has one, too. I mean, but careful. You've got Rory McIlroy returning to the winner's circle after what? going what? over a year. What a cock tease, though. Like I said, it, it, obviously, you know what? I shouldn't shit on him. This is what he needs because I said I don't care if he wins regular tournaments. And obviously, mm -hmm. he must be playing better if he's winning them or whatever. But, I mean, I didn't see that tournament. Did he win in walking away fashion? Did he actually hit his wedges to 10 feet for once? Was he putting okay at the same time? I mean, I, I love Rory Swing, but he's starting to turn into Jason Day, but with five majors to me now. No, that's fair. You know, the big thing here is as well with the course and what happened here, you know, nine years ago, he lapped the field, right? So he's got history at the course. So, you know, what? there's that coming into play as well. Right. So can that could make him a very. Yo, keep going. I'm sorry. I, I was going to, I was going to say, can you please refresh everyone on, uh, cause that's all golf channels talking about, but uh, something I know we didn't cover it too much because there wasn't too much in the history sense. What is Rory's history at Kiowa? Clue people in, please, because he he last time he played here uh, or what? Or, no, I'm sorry. See, I don't know how often they play there. The PGA Championship was there, one that he won, and he stomped all over everybody. Did he not? Mm -hmm. He certainly did. He ended up winning by eight shots. That's um, tremendous on a hard course. That's like Tiger at Pebble esque. I mean, that is some shit. Yeah, shot 13 under. Um, the next closest guy was five. Uh, it, it was basically a lap of the field, complete control, dominant performance from almost start to finish. Um, the second day was a, a terrible weather day. Um, I forget the scoring average, but it was extremely high, like mid seventies. Um, but uh, yeah, the winds were gusting 30 to 50 kilometers an hour, sorry, 20 to 30 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> and average, that's, okay. round, so, so, average round so real being quick. over oh. 78 okay now listen 78 that's that's a lot now listen he just said for all my imperial and american friends 20 to 30 miles an hour when you're at Bandon dunes for anyone who's listening to the sound of my voice right now and knows what i'm talking about who's been to Bandon dunes before our normal wins smitty you'll have to help me with the conversion here but our normal wins technically our average wins like any given day wins clocking at 10 to 20 miles an hour any deviation under or over that is considered a light day or a buckle up, it's a four club wind day. That's just the way it is. So, mm -hmm. like I don't know what the conversion is for 10 to 20 miles an hour, but 20 to 30 miles an hour would constitute a hey, guys, you might want to like wear your beanies instead of your hats today at Bandon Dunes because uh, they're going to blow off anything more and we're, we're going to have trouble golfing. Exactly. And at the end of the day, only 20 players finished under par for the week there. With and I know golfing is the wrong word, folks. I said that on purpose. <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, yeah, he's got pedigree lately, and he's got pedigree at that course. So, all right, get off. Let's, I'm sorry. I, I know I asked you. Like, I want I, the history of Rory is pertinent, but I don't want to talk about him anymore. Fine. So you want to talk about Jordan Spieth then returning to form and being probably one of the big betting favorites this week? Let's let's save him because uh, for the last few because he is probably going to be one of the bigger ones for sure. But I mean, we we need to talk about it like our Daniel Burgers first. Or I mean, like, uh, do you happen to have the leaderboard from last week handy? Because my app's like on the fritz right now. Do I ever? And that was next on my list. Yeah, okay. Cole. But yeah, Daniel ah! Berger. <laughs> uh, he is world number 16 coming off a T3 last week shooting a final round 64 if we're talking about solid ball striking solid all around game um, not the longest cat in the world but definitely not the shortest Daniel Berger is I know what I've I've heard of rumblings online a big betting favorite as well coming in this week extremely he's always undervalued even when he's hot I forget when it was, but he won earlier this year. Uh, and like that month he was, he was like Will Zalatoris-esque in terms of like, like this guy, like who cares what the swing looks like? He He's the man. And oh, back to Kit Manigan. I think, uh, remember when Daniel Berger made that eagle on that hole, like to win the tournament or whatever, uh, or that tournament that he won, like he made an eagle. And that was like, that wound up being like a very serious thing that like wound up winning him the tournament or something. But that got, that sealed a bet for Kit Man where he gets a free pair of shoes, his choice every month for 12 months from a guy. Oh my well, he, that's unreal. Where if Kit lost the bet, it wasn't really a bet. Like he said something to the tune of like, I bet Daniel Berger will win this. And when he said this, I'm like, that's not a bad take. That's a very, very good take. And like some friend of his in the industry somewhere who didn't want to make things public said like, no way Daniel Berger's winning this. And then like the second Kit made the bet or something like that's when like Daniel Berger had a, a very clutch Eagle, whether it was like on the 72nd hole or something that like, or on the first playoff hole. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't remember, but it was something that degree. So Daniel Berger is in our hearts very much. So still can't act his way out of a paper bag in those Geico commercials, but you know, he's learning. Ricky's been on a lot of commercials too. He still can't act very well, despite the fact that he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio's nephew, but still um, Daniel Berger is always cheap for all the fantasy choices. And I'm pretty sure I was going to pull it up right now. Because I don't know if you folks ever do this, because I mean, it is what it is in terms of uh, it's Wikipedia, it's user submitted. But if you look up, if you go to like a golfer's page and go to the bottom and uh, look up like some of the tabs or whatever, you have like the uh, results in major tournaments, you happen to see. Um, and I'm, re I'm really feeling like an ass uh, bringing this up just now because this is not supporting what I was assuming. I they show like all the. Uh, performances year by year just in a grid of uh people in the majors and i thought danny berger was trending at the masters but forgive me folks he was cut last year didn't play in 2020 didn't play in 2019 t32 and 18 t27 and 17 and a t10 2016 and that was his first year he played i i i must have had like an amnesia trip five years ago smitty because i could have sworn i thought berger was kind of like a little like a gust like like a lighter charlie hoffman or something i mean like I, 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 for some reason, maybe for some reason, I don't know why 2016 sticks out in my head. It, it really must, but it, it feels like it was last year. For some reason, it, he didn't play the last two years, and I feel like Daniel Berger's name was up there. Who am I thinking of? I couldn't tell you. It was wasn't Mike Weir, was it? No, it can't be Mike Weir. He's Canadian oh. and left. So, so as they say, two strikes, you're out. At the old ball game. All right, sorry, what? <laughs> Don't lose me here. So Daniel Berger, sorry, I didn't mean to bring up the uh, the results in the Masters because I sincerely thought it was a little bit better than that. Um, anyways, so 
let's uh let's uh like i said save the big names for later who else you got uh like what, what who else you got in terms of rounding into form or who do you think would be like a good dark horse pick for the pga championship at the ocean course at q uh it has definitely showed well the last few weeks uh victor hoffman he he can't be counted out i still got it it's still my only bet on the big board 100 to one you, you're gonna now, give it to me 100 to one if he wins a major this year now up to 11th in the world rankings 11th good lord mm-hmm. Talk about mm-hmm. a, i mean the guy has one or two wins or something right i mean two one, wins okay see i was but i was gonna say I, I don't always count puerto rico but i mean <laughs> tony finau does don't get me started oh hey how do you like tony this week huh is he even playing this week or is he like on a ricky fowler like uh like augusta like i'm not uh, i mean you like finau fin- i haven't even thought about finau he might be he actually could talk say something I can't talk Fino. I can't. Well, nor can I. It's hard for me to say nice things about such a nice character, you know. But at the end of the day, you'd think he's tailor-made for this golf course. Driving the ball well, strong iron play. But I don't believe the short game is there. If it's windy, there's a lot of runoffs. It's it's a very it's very traditional links ish around the greens with a lot of runoff, a lot of firm turf. So I don't, I don't think that part of the game's there. Do I think he can win? Yeah. It's going to be long, right? It's going to be super long. And he, he just, he's got that well-rounded game, but I just don't know if the putter's going to hold up, especially if it's windy. What do you think about Patrick Reed? That's your pick to win, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> there were there were so so smitty wanted me to still keep my pick um the surprise and it still is um but ultimately like the way <sighs> the way i worded it on twitter the way i was alluding to it everyone's just like you're not picking patrick reed are you and i was about to say no and, everyone, and smitty's like don't tell me tell me for the show and and no i'm not picking patrick reed i mean it's uh, he's a great golfer but i mean it's <sighs> he might be the hardest good pick to ever like pick the right one for because Patrick Reed's probably going to finish with uh, like two or three majors in his career and you don't know which ones are going to be like he's yeah. the guy I hate to say it the, oh this is going to piss a lot of people off might piss you off Smitty there's some to me when I see Patrick Reed there's something that screams to me golf pedigree attitude and self-awareness and who is on his team be damned when I look at Patrick Reed and this might sound like an indictment but I like it because I like to I believe in stereotypes only in that, like, if you can like identify somebody and know something about somebody, it suits me better. So it's like, Oh, well, since I know Matt's Canadian and if I find out he's a Mormon or whatever, and like he was adopted, if I find out all these things, then I know how to converse with you and, or not say the wrong thing, or maybe make a joke with something or just, you you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so when I see Patrick Reed, ultimately, I just see a guy who looks like, Oh, he's that rich kid who like was like captain of every golf team he was on. His parents paid for everything, but he was just like, you know, had his like, he was just like, had his like nose so far up in the air, just being kind of like a golf snob. But I look at it like, isn't that what it, he, he strikes me as a classy professional from the eighties and nineties. Like, like Patrick Reed could really exist in any decade of golf. And I kind of, I kind of like that as a, as a fan visually watching it. It's always good to see somebody playing good golf that like fits, he fits in like Webb Simpson fits in as like an undercover tour pro Patrick Reed just looks like a consummate professional. I, I just think he does. He carries himself. Well, he, he's a little schlubby, but he looks good. I mean, he, he strikes me as like what, like a golf, prof- like a really good top tier professional be who doesn't like hit the gym per se, like as is the 21st century tiger era. You know what I'm saying? 
You have a lot of kind words for a guy that you're not picking this week. I, I it's I, I really feel like I'm starting to develop like a, not a not a defend uh, Patrick Reed camp because everyone who hates him, we all still say like I'm not saying we because I hate him or I don't I don't care about the guy, but it's like Bryson DeChambeau. We have a lot of things out there that we can say that are positives, whether you like him or not. We can all agree and identify on like the A's and B's, the whites and the blacks, like the do's and the don'ts of like how how it all white and black the colors the extremes not like race folks come on not v white mm-hmm. colors white and black so. so at the end of the day a guy in form that you think could compete is patrick reed well he he strikes me as one of those horses who like as long as he's in the race he has a chance and i can't really i can't say that about other people like tony finau but tony finau the best he can do is t3 t4 patrick reed the best he can do is he can win the fucking thing he can at any time i mean he i, I think he can I think he can as well. Is he your pick? Stay tuned to the ah, end. Okay. Oh, so it is your pick, but we'll just, we'll bring it up later. So who else is there to talk about? I mean, um, uh, we can start getting the bigger names. I mean, well, hey, the bigger names are actually, I texted you some things to talk about, or maybe oh, oh, some oh, of sorry, the big sorry, horses sorry. that, that aren't really playing that well at the moment. Yeah, sorry. I, I I kept meaning to refer to your your text, and I kept seeing some tweets trying to get some people on the show. Um, well, actually, this this will go back to uh, our buddy. Um, oh God, who said it? Oh God, now I got to go back to Twitter. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he, he, he had he had a great uh, Matt Drury, and he used <laughs> he used one of my favorite gifts of Mac from It's Always Sunny, nodding with the word jabroni under him. But uh, Matt Drury's question was. Do we get a top tier winner this week or some jabroni? What do you think our odds are of this being like, like D- Daniel Berger might be the king of the jabronis here. Sorry, Danny. But um, we can call, let, let's call jabronis like the, the, the first time winners, maybe. Like the guys that you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect, but it could happen. Like is Will Zalatoris playing? Is, is he not like some kind of odds on favor just because like you want, you want to talk about like consistencies or whatever? I mean, Will Zalatoris has been the most consistent golfer I've seen this calendar year than anyone else i mean it has to be it has to be mm-hmm. no did you, that, did you see that frozen rope he had on that pro trudge that like when it went up it just like stayed on itself <laughs> that's straight with the drag that hey hey folks that doesn't speak to how straight he hit it he obviously hit it straight but he teed the ball up there and the camera was just sitting right there golfers try to do that every time for the record that just looked cool to see on the technology so sorry what's the question are we going to have a jabroni well, are we, are, we gonna have, are we gonna have okay so I guess let, let, let's break this down for a second because top tier winner can still mm-hmm. be like <clears throat> can still be like a Ricky Fowler per se or like or for something sure. like that but sure. but but what I'm saying is like uh, when he says jabroni I mean is it gonna be like is it gonna be a household name or a no name and and you know what I hate to say it I'll still consider Zalatoris a no name because if he wins the BJ championship half of the golf watching world is still gonna go who is this because I only watch only a little bit so I'm, I'm going off of a couple hunches here. 2012, the top 10 was very, very, very diverse. There was only six Americans that finished in the top 17. And two of them being Tiger Woods and Bubba Watson. Can you name any of the other four? Of the Americans in 2012? That finished in the top 17. Uh, Chris Riley. No. Uh, no, I, I can, I can, I can try this. I can do good. Uh, 2012. Uh, was one Phil Mickelson? No. 
Okay. Um, there's 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 two one time major champions in there. Jimmy Walker. No. Was Billy Horschel one of them? He's not a major champion. Well, I know, but I'm just I'm I'm still just naming no. names. No. Um, I'm just trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself myself back in 2012. I just moved to Colorado. I just stopped golfing. I just stopped watching golf. Um, and all I can think of when you say there's only a few American names, all I'm thinking of are international names. Like, oh, Darren Clark. Like, I mean, all these people. Uh, you you probably wouldn't have been far off with Darren Clark. So I'll give you the other the other four. Please. So yeah, Keegan Bradley. Okay, that I I feel very dumb not thinking that one. Blake Adams. Who? Thank you. Steve Stricker. Oh, cool. And Ben Curtis. Hey. Hey, that's the most he's ever gotten mentioned on our show twice. <laughs> now, when I look at the rest of this leaderboard, now excluding the second place finisher, David Lynn, we have Ian Poulter, Justin Rose, Jamie Donaldson, Peter Hansen, Tim Clark, Graham McDowell, Jeff Ogilvie, Adam Scott. Finishing one, sh- yeah, finishing one shot back of, of that top 17 in, in T18, Podrick Harrington. So this screams to me, Europeans who probably grew up playing much linksy-ish type golf. Win- yeah. Yep. Um, you've got the two Australians in there, right? The sand belt golfers. So you've got a, a strong mix of non-traditional American golfers here. So I say to get to loop this all back, do I think it's going to be a jabroni that wins it? No. Well, because you however, jabroni, do you? However, if a jabroni does win, I think it is a major player that just collapses down the end, like 17, 18, like just blows up, like blows oh. up late, like has a lead and goes to full Jordan Spieth on the back nine. Mm. I think that's the, I think it's going to be a backdoor jabroni. I got you. Oh, backdoor jabroni that we should point that for another, uh, another show. Um, real quick. I want to go back to something. You remember Ben Curtis's wardrobe? Yes. And if NFL, NFL, well, what, I the, the outfits I saw were NFL, but what I appreciate about him the most was he was a guy who really seemed to care about. So for, for anyone who's listening, who doesn't know who Ben Curtis was, he won like the 2007 uh, open championship or 2006, something right. 2003, in the middle. 2004. Yeah. 2003. Right Anyways, but what he did and not for the open championship, but when I saw him play in the tournament, um, I saw him live actually uh, when I was stationed out in Maryland in the uh, United States, when I was in the service, he played in a tournament that was, I forget, I forget even where I was having such a good time, but it was in between Baltimore and Washington, DC. And he curates his outfits folks to look like whatever the colors are for the professional sports team. Furthermore, like he, like one day when he, for Baltimore, he wore like a purple polo with the Baltimore Ravens logo and a purple visor and like the khaki pants and everything. And then the next day, I'm still going to use her name. Sorry, folks, because it's not PC or whatever. We can get it another time. But he was wearing Washington Redskins colors. He was wearing like the rusty red polo with like a red visor and like, you know, like khaki pants. And this guy is the only guy I've ever seen, save for Payne Stewart. But Payne Stewart was like dressing in colors from where he was from, like and, and representing that. This guy dresses up in such a sports motif. He, he's obviously a fan. But he dresses up as just whatever the local teams or colors are, which I think is freaking brilliant. You play a, a tournament in California, Florida. You have so many options, so many colors. I, 
it's too bad that like i mean when you go to like the nfl shop.com and like pick up like a detroit lions polo or something smitty those things are like made by antigua and they sell them for like 90 dollars american like when those things are 30 bucks it's like professional organized sports gear when they make it for golf the golf course in america it's it's very it's not cheap but it's very overpriced and just not worth it or whatever but he really to me embodied the whole thing where it's like look at my hat this is my portland mavericks hat I don't have too many red polos and I wish I did because I want to wear this hat all the time. I mean, about like color coordinating, yada, yada, yada. And I did buy a Portland Mavericks polo. So, I mean, you know, we can all do that. But Ben Curtis's wardrobe, I just wanted to bring it up because if you guys don't know it, he, 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 he might be the biggest scrub of all time. Who's a major champion, really. Like he's the biggest no-namer, way, way smaller than Rich Beam. But I loved how he dressed. He really, and he did it for everyone around him, not for himself. I mean, that, the guy was, the guy was like, like demographically fly. I'll take anyway. your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Anyway, sorry. So uh, who else? So, uh, so you like the internationals. What are, what, get, before we get to our final picks here, tell me some top internationals that you like that. Unless one of, and leave your pick out if it happens to be one of them. Tommy Fleetwood. Mm. Well, we didn't really get to the, the big guns that just aren't in form. So, right, you got your DJs, you got your Kepkas. Um, Morikawa really hasn't done much since his win at concession down there in Florida in the workday. Um, we just, Patrick Cantlay has been in a tough spot. Um, there's just been these top tier Americans, really. It's almost what it looks like. They just haven't been playing well. So do I think it's their week? No. Um, so, Maybe if the wind's blowing, yeah, I, I I got a pick or two international wise. You got Matthew Fitzpatrick, a very low, well, I shouldn't say very low hitter, but a much lower uh, flight golf ball than, you know, the traditional straight up in the air. You got a guy like Abe Answer. Oh, good name to bring up. Yeah, because he could qualify as a dark horse, but uh, his star is definitely uh, like rising at the right time. He's now ranked 19th in the world. Mm-hmm. so you've got paul casey you've, you've got a lot of names Ooh, there's some cool. solid spicy ball strikers that oh that's light oh see yeah. this, is, this is the exact type of tournament for the, uh, he's not a jabroni but uh, or not a scrub but it's just like hey if this guy's gonna get his one major that he deserves it's gonna be 2021 kilo right i mean come and on could be and 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 maybe maybe a first time sorry wouldn't be a first time winner first time major champ a, a, a very off the map international. I have a ton of trash envy for this guy, Yoki Neiman. Yes. He's man, you know, give me a and, year or two on him still playing. And I, and I will, I will make him a household name in terms of like, this guy should be uh, a top 10 player in the world. Absolutely. For but sure. He's, 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 I, he's right now. I mean, he's good, but he's pretty. He, he almost reminds me as like, the South American version of Will, Will Zalatoris. Swing, build. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and last pick international-wise that could be a little underrated going into this little week, your favorite always delivers our boy, Louis Ustazen. Oh, no! No! Okay. It's, it, it it's makes, major championship time. you got to talk about Louis. Okay, Come look, on. It, it makes sense. I'm not going to expand on that. I'm not going to hate that pick because here comes my pick for the winner for the PGA Championship. Jordan Spieth's time to get his career Grand Slam is nigh. It is nigh. You're, you son of a bitch. You had me going for a second. I did it, though. I did it. I, I was thinking about it all day today. Jordan Spieth is my full-blown pick to win this tournament, and it makes a ton of sense to me. With your heart or your brain? Both. 
Oh boy. This is this this might be something I might want to put some bucks on. I mean, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. No, because like, I'm in the same boat, man. I couldn't decide if I'm picking him with my brain or my heart. And I think it's <laughs> How do you like that, folks? We got a unanimous organ-based opinion here on the Bomb Squad podcast. Guys, yep. Close the bay doors. We're not ready to drop yet. Secondary target. You like to <sighs> too? You really do? I really do. I <laughs> I I, I thought we were going to mention it earlier about, um, you know, a couple of players never getting it done at the PGA. So, you know, you're, you're talking about ironic, Palmer, ironic, you're, you're, you're talking about, part. yeah. Yeah. And, and Watson, right. Um, it, yeah. Like he doesn't have his PGA. He's this rounding into this form. Is this, this is, this is a course where it could be windy. The guy's from Texas, a guy that can control his ball flight extremely well, who likes playing in windy conditions, Jordan Spieth, a guy who needs creative short game and short game mastery around the greens in order to deal with all of the runoffs. Like everything screams. Okay. I think he's going to do it. And this I'm is- not, I don't think I'm wrong in, in following my heart and because I'm using my brain. It just you it, you are it just feels right, Jerry. It just feels right, a, man. You're a smart guy. You have been smelling sniffing around speed longer than I have. I have been the champion slash president of the let's stop fucking talking about Jordan Speed fan club. I have I have no bones about admitting <laughs> that was if there were two platforms I was on, that was one of them is let's stop talking about the guy until he gets back to being good. And he started getting back to being good earlier this year. I was on the record of saying this is good. You no, know, he's back to normal now. He's playing a golf ball from this decade, uh, which is even better for him. I mean, you know, all this stuff is like adding up to the point where, and then what sealed it for me, what sealed it for me was as I was going over the leaderboard to the Byron Nelson, I was going over every single thing. I was going over every single person's rounds and I just saw speed there and I'm sitting there going, it's not the guy that wins the tournament right before. It may not even be the guy like Phil Mickelson who may win the tournament or may take that week off beforehand. It's the guy mm-hmm. who was there and was still just keeping his, his knife on the flint. And that's exactly what Jordan Speed is doing. And you know what? A year ago, two years ago, I never thought I was going to pick Jordan Smith to win another Jordan Smith. Jesus. See, I don't even know his name. Jordan Speed to win another major. But this makes sense to me. I got no problem talking about Jordan Speed when he's playing God, what's the I don't want to say the word proper golf, but when when he's around more than he is relevant, just, relevant golf again. There you go. As opposed to just being fluky, because he's always had Jordan Speed might be the uh i don't want to say the word streakiest but i mean this that guy can go from a double bogey to an almost ace tapping birdie just like that nobody else has wild swings up and down not literally like jordan speaks but he is back in orbit now he has maintained a consistent path of consistency i can't i can't i can't define it without anything else finally like he's out of the pits or whatever like, like the, like the no laying up guys said years ago, it's like, he just needs to like get drunk and like fuck off for six months or whatever. And you're just like, did he? Maybe, who knows? I think he just started playing a new pro V like you told me, but uh, Jordan Spieth is my pick. I got no problem talking about that. I got no problem preaching it, especially now knowing that you and I are in lockstep, not saying that you're an anti-Jordan guy, but this just makes sense to me more than, more than me picking Bryson to win the masters or like the DJ to pick an eight, to win an 8,000 yard long course. I mean, this, this just makes the most sense. I thought you were. I thought you're going one of two ways, either P. Reed or Bryson. I really did, 
And that's why I was really hoping we eliminated a lot of the names when we were talking about it as we were leading up. I mean, and that's why when you said Jordan Spieth, I'm like, put a pin in that. Hold on. He's like one of the like top three or four names that are like, who is it going to be? I mean, I I thought that was going to be maybe like your heart pick or something, not both. So I'm, I'm kind of speechless and I cannot disagree whatsoever. It's, it just, it seems like stars have aligned. He's a golden child. I don't, I don't know. For the career grand slam, let's just let's let's send Jordan mm-hmm. not send Jordan off. He's in his mid twenties for Christ's sakes. But I mean, in terms of his major career, because look what happened to Rory. Let's get him his grand slam, and let's and and let's just let him hang out. Let's just let Jordan and and Greller be Jordan and Greller. Just letting them do their thing. I mean, exactly. Um, I would love to see Jordan Spieth finish his career with like eight majors and be one of those guys where it's like, whoa, Jordan Spieth was a legit top eight, top six golfer all time. Fair, yeah, it could happen. Because already, how many majors does he have now? Three, four. Uh, three. Yeah. Okay. So three is great. I mean, it, I think, as we always say, it, well, I feel bad saying this, but like, anyone can win one major, and by that I mean, like, if you look at the list of one-time majors, yeah, it's it's wrought with like that anyone can win one, two. Well, you got your John Daly's and you got your Zach Johnson. It's like you have like wild man crazy doesn't win anything but a couple majors and then you have the most consummate airtight professional in zach johnson like but he got a couple also when you win three that's when you get into a different era and the thing is there aren't too many guys out there who are like current active players who are like you know could still win so to speak i mean that have three majors padre harrington is not teeing up in every tournament now it's it's a weird sweet spot that's what that's one of my favorite numbers to pay attention to is uh how many majors do you have and like how your career goes that's why i always mm-hmm. make fun of tom kite and Jim Furyk's not done yet, but he's about to get there. He's about to become well. Jim Furyk's like top five earnings all time with one major. Mm-hmm. Good night. I uh, before we announce our dark picks here, I this sounds pathetic. I, I need to make sure they're in the field first of all. So I'm just well, doing first a of all, second of all. We're announcing our dark picks after the big pick. I was just about to hit end record and say good night, everybody. I'm kidding, but still, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> Well, I, I I think we need to to talk about some dark horses here, no? Okay, okay. What so, do you got? This is going to come across as possibly stupidity. Come on, I'm putting my third pouch in. Let's go. And I I I, I don't know why, but I I feel this like aura coming out of him. I don't, I, say I don't know why. It's not Mark Leishman. It's Charles Schwartzel. That is weird. He, I know. I, I have. He is on the radar right now. You are not crazy in saying that name. Not one bit. But you're a little crazy. You're like maybe 10% crazy. Like it's not It's not a bad pick. I'll, I'll call it a pick. But So he f- famously finished second with Louis Eustizen at the the member guest classic there in new orleans where louis hit it in the water off of the playoff hole backs it up with a t3 last week at byron nelson i i don't i don't know why but this little run of of play here he was t14 at the wells fargo like he's ready he he, it's almost like that same r word it's not that r word he's relevant but he's not like on the top of your mind yeah. kind of thing. So you're, you're, you're 100% correct. He has just now gotten into relevant orbit. You're absolutely right. Like we're talking past major winner. You know, we did it in somewhat style birdieing 
somewhat style birding the last four holes yet or yeah, that's that, that's that is, doing it in style. I gotta admit, real quick before you go on, that is what I remember the most about his win, and I never forget it. Where it's just like, oh yeah, we were all watching all this stuff, and all of a sudden he just marched right in and won, and we're just kind of like, yada, yada, yada. Oh, I mean, exactly. I will always respect the man for that because it was just kind of like he he earned it, he stole it, he won it, all of the above. And could he, since he stifled Rory's bid at the Grand Slam, could he stifle Jordan Spieth? Could he be that Ooh. guy? Okay, Could he be you know that what? guy. I'm on board with. Okay, we got to take to Twitter when we're done recording here to start like a little narrative because that is a uh, that is uh, some pretty hot shit. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Much like how uh, who was it? Uh, Owen Hart, uh, the wrestler, before he tragically died, he pile drove two different guys and like gave him spinals or whatever. It's just like and nobody else did. It's like yeah, no, this is the guy. This is the, you got to watch out. Like he's the spoiler. That's why I say for um, uh, Pat Conference uh, football and college football in America here on the West Coast, Stanford is eh, they're usually a good program or whatever but every time you play them they always ruin your undefeated season or your playoff bid like they're just that good mm-hmm. where it's like they're a stinker like they will just stymie the shit out of you every time mm-hmm. so, so that's is that your dark pick that's my dark horse pick okay then i guess uh not, not to like make this easier put a, a quick pin in it but i mean daniel Berger was my easy dark horse pick if we can if we can assign him is he even a dark horse you want me to go darker you want me to go darker okay um, I'll, I'll let it slide, but maybe let's, that's like a gray pick. That's a gray pick. Let's see a dark pick here. Okay. Well, this is, oh God, this is sad. Cause I don't have any leaderboards or fields or anything in front of me. So like you said, I don't know who is, uh, oh God, this is bad. Um, well then fine. It, no, uh, we'll it's, give it's, you, the, it's, we'll it's, give it's you the probably biggest... the guy with the second most amount of, of money bet on him this week as your dark horse. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Now, ultimately, I mean, that's, that's, I think to put a whole bow on the whole Kiowa thing is we haven't seen enough golf played there. Mm-hmm. Really. We really, yep. really have. My first memory is 91. Then we got Rory back when, see, I forget the year he won it there. What was it? 2012. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I apologize. I totally forget that. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, I'm, it doesn't matter what the tournament is. I really just want to see this course. I really do. I'm going to do my best to make a concerted effort to watch this tournament as much as I can. If I'm caddying this weekend, I will have my earbuds in and I will have the phone on because you know what? Some of the people I work for, they want to know too. I mean, we're all invested. When Tiger won the masters in 2019, I was playing golf with my uncle and his friend. And we Mm -hmm. had my phone with the like Bluetooth speaker going off. And I remember specifically, we were standing on the seventh tee at Bannon crossings. And right when Tiger teed off 18, nobody was around us. We stopped and just watched for like 20 minutes just because it's like, this is, this is what's happening right now. We all want to see it like golf, especially when Tiger won golf ceased to, to move for a moment for everybody. Well, it's funny you say that. Cause we watched when I was out there with you caddying, we had Brooks um, winning the PGA at uh, Bethpage. See, and I, you know, it's funny how you, you got on my balls uh, about being like uh, so many under after 12 at pack or whatever. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fair, accepted. I, Dog, I forget scores that a golfer just had like oh. eight days ago. I mean, it, it, that, that, Dude. That's, the, that's the tough part. And and number two. I, I, I totally forgot about it until I saw that tweet. And I'm like, oh, crap. I think one of the rounds I was going, <laughs> I, I was. Mm-hmm. So, to, so to be fair, and this is, for, this is for all the listeners, this is a story I tell a lot of people uh, about Smitty, whether he knows it or not. I think I might have mentioned it like one of our first shows or whatever. But like Twitter and golf Twitter is a wonderful machine. But. When I met Smitty, when did you come to Bannon? Do you remember the month and the year at least to get some reference? It, it, 
it was two years ago. It was like middle, like the 18th to 20th of May, 2019. So it was like two years ago. Okay. So, so we met two years ago in person, but we had already, you've been following each other on Twitter for so long. And I remember as I walked up to you, you just had this like look on your face. People listening can't see us, but it's just like had this look on his face where he had his hands open, his like mouth open, just like, Hey, and I'm just kind of like, Hey, who are you? He's like, I'm mad. I follow you on Twitter. I'm just kind of like, Oh, cool. What's your handle? I, I, cause I, I don't know pictures, faces and his, his avatar didn't have a, like a close up of his face or anything. So I didn't know, like, you know, I can't play detective here. And he's just like, Oh, I'm at zero fairways given. I'm just kind of like, I don't fucking know who that is. I don't know what's going on. Here. Yeah. It asked you if you, if you needed anything from Canada, anything that we have up here, like ketchup chips that you wanted. And no, basically we're like, fuck you guy. Who the hell are you? Yeah. I, I can only i can only blush and deserve all this <laughs> i i remember that too we're at old mac blowing like the tits and and i'm like hey it's like hey yeah, it was old yeah. Mac. and then yeah. oh yeah yeah classic right at the right at the putting green right before the starter shed yeah I, I just, oh yeah and you're just like <laughs> like yeah and i'm like who's this big hairy guy with the rickshaw next to you <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our network director ty <laughs> I only say that because I know you're to all this throughout the I plucked him out of the dumpster behind the caddy shack. He was fishing for half-eaten hot dogs back there. I thought, you know what? This guy needs a, a walk in the park. Matt, we are the only caddy shack in the nation with a kitchen, and we don't have hot dogs, dude. Come on. Nah, we're, we're better than that. We got we got everything else than hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got no, I, that, that joke lost steam. I'm going to pour some more Oban as we wrap up the show here. So uh, anything else you want to discuss about the PGA championship? Any names we didn't talk about? Anybody to consider? Is there any nuggets that we missed whatsoever at all? I mean, we, we did a pretty good job covering stuff pretty quickly. We hit all the notes that I wanted to here. I mean, uh, what else you got? I've, I don't have much left. I think I, I touched all the bases that I wanted to. Um, I will Joe Carter this one, touch them all. What do you know about Clubhouse? Ty just sent me a text saying, are we on this Clubhouse thing? What's Clubhouse? Is that like like the new Twitter or something? Or, or is that um, like it's like this open source telephone call. We can talk about it offline. Why don't we talk about it now? Nobody's listening anymore. The show's over. You know, people have tuned out already. They already listened to the first 30 minutes. Then you, they tuned out. <laughs> no, listen, we love you guys. We appreciate. I, you know what? Honestly, no matter how long this train keeps a, a chugging, even if we have like 10 listeners, 20 listeners, 100 listeners, 200 listeners, we don't ask what the numbers are. We don't care. I talk to enough other people who listen to podcasts and podcasters that it's tough to listen to God, somebody. I, if it's not Joe Rogan, I don't listen to podcasts anymore. Almost like I just watch YouTube now. Like I got, I pay the 10 bucks a month for YouTube premium and YouTube, like I might ditch my Netflix and Hulu. Like YouTube is the shit. I, I mean, it's, it's the best. And any golf content on there, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, you can find us. Well, I don't know who runs the account. They don't really reply. It's at Bomb Squad Golf Co. That's the Twitter handle. But Matt is at Bomb Squad Matt. I'm at Jerry Lou Looper on Twitter because I'm a caddy and that's how I started my whole personal marketing. But here we are. But um, Smitty, is there anything else to discuss? I mean, we'll, we'll, we're on Team Spieth. We will do our best here to like, like raise all the flags and like, and I will do my best to tweet and text as much as possible. I mean, come on. Like, let's I'm, do this. Let's do I'm this. I never for it. about Jordan Speed ever. Let's fucking do this. Let's go. Sorry. What? 
<laughs> oh, sorry. I thought that was a sign off. Oh, <laughs> I thought he yelled so loud. I, I like it cut out and you didn't hear anything. You're just like, are you still talking? <laughs> nope. Nope. Completely thought that was a sign off. You know, that makes perfect sense, folks. No better time like the present to end it. Remember, Bomb Squad Pod, all one word at gorsgolf.com gets you an additional 10% off. Steve and uh, and uh, Corey and all you boys, I saw your Gorse Golf head covers. That was a lot of fun. Those guys caddy for crazy a bunch. <laughs> you guys want to come over and spar? You got to watch out. We might get some blood on the ring. I'll get a little slippery. I mean, <laughs> Everyone but Smitty knows what I'm talking about, or at least the three people listening know what I'm talking about. Anyways, much appreciate you guys listening. Uh, make sure all bay doors are open because if you've seen Dr. Strangelove, you try to drop the bomb and the doors are open, then you got to go back there and rewire stuff. Watch the movie, folks, because this movie, th- this podcast is half golf and half references. So, Smitty, it was a great time talking to you. Same to you, pal. Say, say something more. I'm running out of good stuff to say. <laughs> Adios, amigos. Hey, straight from Canada. Adios.